0: I do not have thin loads. I have thick loads. (laughs) Let me turn that down. Oh, hi. Oh, come on,
1: John. Turn that down on.
0: Oh, hi. For fuck's sake. No, I'll just do that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the rest of the review. I'm Dylan Gott.
1: I'm Dylan Gott too. What? As well. You're oh look, Dylan I God. just keep looking all over, and all these loads of Johns are all over the they're place.
0: They're They're so thick. It's only one load. It's no, like it's just a giant k- load. It's, it's, a a it's
1: a kernel. It's a kernel of dirt.
0: No, it's a kernel of the military because my loads are a man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: say how many push-ups can you do with a lady, and they're like, not many. And They're like, get out of here. That's crazy though, because one of my loads actually, when I first started masturbating, you might recognize him. Big Cass. Is one of my loads, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I first master- that was about wrestling. I first <laughs> masturbated September eleventh, <11th>, two thousand and one, <laughs> <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> I know you are all thinking. You are thinking, hey, you guys. are Reminds funny. me of
1: that time I had sex with that girl Katrina, and then I shot that load. <laughs> Juvenile, I, I blew over juvenile's house, but he stayed. That's a real man.
0: Hey Dylan, are you performing comedy at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day of, of the month of August?
1: John. Yes. Doesn't cost $3 to take that segue. Yes, I am. Cabaret Voltaire. Boom, boom, boom. day, uh, August 4th to the 28th, 4.45 p.m. Put Come on be. Your
0: trousers. Who's going to fuck? Me and Dylan. You with laughter. I'll be at 9.30. Pleasant's attic every day. Whoa.
1: Big difference between... Very these? easy to see both of our shows in the same day.
0: You can have a leisurely stroll in between. Maybe run into one of us and talk
1: about the today's...
0: Featured wrestler. <laughs> <it>?
1: <laughs> all we talk about is the week's featured wrestler for that entire week. That's the very do real thing. Have a on.
0: glancing chat about this week's featured wrestler.
1: I mean, I really wanted it because here's the thing about running a podcast: is we, we're trying, trying to make it popular. But I think we're just going to do six months of viscera-esque reviews because I'm tired of talking about people that have accomplished things. Yeah, it's now time to talk about what we've wanted to talk about for months. Vern Gagne <laughs> and his
0: crazy-ass life and attitude. It's a
1: really good idea to do a podcast where people who like that performer will have no idea what a podcast is. Yeah. No, no, it's not only that. The people we should who- release this on audiobook.
0: We should release this on phonograph.
1: The
0: the the people that like... No one likes Vern Gagne. You read about him. He's an asshole.
1: Headlock. Wristlock. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Sunset flip? No. That's called what I do to my wife. You don't do that in the ring? It's a man's world. Pardon me, what are you wearing? Oh, these are spandex trunks? It gives me some stretch. Wool trunks. We wear wool trunks in the ring.
1: (laughs) Wear a helmet. What's Wha- your
0: name? My name is Ric Flair. I'm pretty naturally gifted at this. Not after I'm done with you. You're going to run around this frozen lake for uh, six months and then get in this ring with no ropes, and this man named Billy Robinson, who's my best friend, who's just a murderer, is going to uh, stretch you. <laughs> Why? Welcome to wrestling, which is real, by the way.
1: It's a real thing, because I'm a real man. Knee pads, eh? What, are you going to suck my dick? Are you ready trying to suck my dick with your knee pads? Oh, hello? Hello? Is this God? Guess what? I put you in a full Nelson. <laughs> It is so funny to watch. Um, We'll start off with the start of Vern Gagne's career before I get to all the AWA squash matches I watched.
0: Uh, Yeah, we'll go to the start of Vern Gagne's career when he was a university athlete. And essentially, like, you read about articles about him. It was like, teenage Superman, for some reason named Vern, does it again. Uh,
1: But here's something that will tell you everything you need to know about Vern Gagne's personality. Uh, He left home at 14 when his mother died.
0: Here's another thing that will tell you. Like, it was
1: like his mother was skin and he was a snake. He was like, My mother's dead. I must go into the wilderness and find out who I am. Yeah. Turns out I'm a balding guy <laughs> My forever.
0: Mom's dead. Time to succeed. Uh, he spent one year in college. Then he enlisted in the UDT, which is the uh, the precursor to the Navy SEALs. That's also what Jesse Ventura was in. Whoa, really? Uh, Yeah, and Jesse Ventura will tell you that that's the Navy SEALs, even though it's not. Which is why the Navy SEALs continually are like, "Please stop telling people you're in the Navy SEALs. You think 9 11 was an inside job and the Queen's a lizard, so you can fuck off."
1: We're gonna do a Jesse Ventura episode, and instead of playing a promo, we're just gonna play the uh, thing from what the fuck was it called? Man, it was called Man Beasts, and he was like, is there a half-man, half-wilderness beast? And then, uh, basically, they asked some dude in a t-shirt, and the guy was like, maybe. Could I beat it up? I mean, no? <laughs> Are you telling me there's a beast out there that Jesse the Body Ventura couldn't beat up? I guess.
0: <laughs> um, he was an alternate for the freestyling wrestling team at the 1948 Olympics. Uh, Ooh,
1: his competition wrestled, was uh, two fat men with big mustaches. He, no,
0: but here's what you need to hear about him. Uh, he later said he would have wrestled in the Olympics, but his coaches discovered that he earned money winning a wrestling match at a
1: carnival. So his
0: amateur status was in question.
1: That's so funny. Even carnival paydays count. Yeah. He also... Here's you, how'd
0: you be able to afford that food, Vern. Oh, I I fake fought someone next to a pile of elephant shit. You're an alternate
1: now, you fool. <laughs> Are you telling me you grappled with a bearded lady? Yes. Well, then you're not you're not an amateur wrestler anymore. Yeah. It is very bizarre and there's a lot of like bullshit in the way that they talk about how he like he gets drafted in the like 16th round of the NFL draft and his son's like he decided he didn't want he liked wrestling better like no if you're drafted in the 16th round of the NFL draft they're just like
0: He was the 145th pick overall that's yep. what I always think of is look at the number of the pick not cuz 16th round if you don't know much about a rounds draft system you're like that's not that bad. In your life. No, he was the hundred and forty-fifth. But this chosen. was all.
1: But this was all. Also, when there was like eight teams, so it's like there's an even he's the he's like the He's coming in as like. The first round, you're like, oh, maybe this guy could be something. Eighth round, you're like, we're filling out our team, maybe special team. 16th round, it's like, let's do silly ones now. Like, yeah. <laughs> can, oh. you <laughs> can you draft a dog? Can you draft a dog? I want to draft a cute doggy <laughs> so I can pat it. Coach, we found a trap door in the bottom of this barrel. Look who we found. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to see Vern Gagne. Uh, Although he did. Go for is- takedowns? On the
0: <laughs> I just want to tell you, your beloved Chicago Bears, what was the name of the owner? George Hallis. George Hallis apparently prevented Gagne from pursuing both uh, football and wrestling.
1: Um, yeah, because uh, Bronco Nagurski had already done it. N- NWA champion Bronco, Bronco Nagurski. Nagurski. Oh God, Bronco. you know how he was discovered? Uh, he the was NASA he, saw his fat loads from
0: space and said, "Put that man in the NFL."
1: No, his tractor broke down when he was plowing a field, so he just just basically unhitched the the plow and did it himself and they were like well this guy's a humdinger bronco naguski he refuses to acknowledge black than, people it's
0: even better than that he was apparently discovered when clarence spears the coach for the university of minnesota clarence. was dr- oh, man were american names so much better back then uh was driving through uh minnesota fields and saw bronco plowing the field he asked bronco which was the uh, which direction was the next town and bronco lifted the plow to show him which way it was
1: yeah well that's <laughs> that's clearly bullshit he admitted that the no, wait st- it's st- not. the story was absolute lies well yeah like who would believe
0: that i would i believe if your name is bronco Nagurski, i would believe that you're like do you want to know how i fuck With one woman on my dick, and I use her as
1: a condom to fuck (laughs) a pig. (laughs) I must make something humble. Yeah. I must humble the pig.
0: Excuse me, is someone fucking that granite statue? Yeah, that's Bronco Nagurski. Who's that man just jacking off but also
1: scoring it? Oh, that's Vern Oh, I'm just going to get my head in the middle of your back. (laughs) Head in the middle of the back. It's called
0: leverage. It's called leverage. All right, so he joins the N.W.A., um yeah he joins the nw Debut, uh, against ed abe oh fuck i just stepped on the recorder let me make sure everything's okay here debuted against abe cashley went on to um
1: uh well the big big the big split with Vern gagne comes uh when he basically in comes up with the awa because in 1960 they won't give him his belt back yeah. Why won't you give me Wilbur your Snyder, spell? Give me my
0: fuck. Do I love the names from this era of wrestling? It's Vern Gagne against Lufez and Wilbur Snyder. Ugh. Eduardo Carpenteria.
1: Carpantier. Yeah, it seems like Vern Gagne. I mean, like, uh, spoiler alert, alert guys. We were not alive in the mid '50s. Yeah. So, uh, it seems like Vern Gagne was like on the verge of being world champion now if he was around now he would be like a chris jericho type guy where he wins the title i think um fair t- like i watched a couple of his matches and as far as that style of wrestling goes he was great yeah very simple easy like i like how the punches looked um but like it's impossible to be like he got him like legitimately he'll be like vergania in a head scissors for five minutes yeah where it's like, never one knows the match isn't gonna end. Do you know what I mean? But it was a different sort of style because it was still very much you need to remember at that time it was effectively
0: yeah. real, especially in the South. It was real, like they K-fab, K-fabe wasn't really broken in the American South, depending on who you talk to. But according to all the wrestlers, until basically the late '80s, where they like talk about like you'd wrestle in Louisiana and you'd get guns pulled on you. The JYD. Um, in a program, it's a famous story in a program with the Freebirds had been blinded and the Freebirds snuck up on him and were about to hit him with a chair and JYD, who wasn't actually blind, saw a guy jump over the uh, guardrail and went, don't worry dog, I got him, and pulled a three fifty-seven Magnum out of his um, <laughs> jeans and pointed it and put the hammer down. Wow. And JYD had to like pretend to cough to like move the guy's gun out of the way or he was going to <laughs> shoot Michael Hayes in the face. And the reason why he didn't break being blind is because his boss was Cowboy Bill Watts, yeah. and if he had broken kayfabe, he would have been fired. Meaning, Bill Watts was like, that man could be murdered brutally in front of 10,000 people as long as everyone remembers that this fake sport is
1: real. Yeah, your top draw could be fired for going, don't shoot my friends!
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I always think of wrestling at this time as much more similar to UFC now. It, the difference being UFC is real. WWE, or wrestling... Has never been real, but they're much more trying to make it seem like it's real. It does.
1: It's cool. Like, I will say it's it's cool watching it, and I'm sure we'll do an episode on him in the future, but I watched uh, Buddy Rogers win the world title mm-hmm. uh, from, I think it was Pat O'Connor? Yeah, I think it was Pat O'Connor. Yeah, cause and was- O'Connor misses a dropkick and just rolls around the ring, uh, like, extremely hurt, and then... There's a whole. There's like a minute of people going nuts because Buddy Rogers is like fucked up, but he's like crawling over him and he crawls him and, and wins the title, and then but he craw- and then they and then the bell rings and then they award Buddy Rogers the title and it's like they do a post match interview and stuff. It's like re- it's really cool because it really lets the moment sit. Yeah. Like I love I love how he didn't. I thought it was really sweet how he didn't touch the belt for like three minutes. Like. You're like, fuck. Is it real? Like, because you could see people in the arena. Another pop happens when Rogers touches the belt because they're like, fuck. It actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: and that's that's the legitimacy I think that's missing from wrestling now. And when a lot of times the internet talks about it and going through and researching AWA, they did some amazing sort of things, which were the idea of really making it seem like a legitimate sport. There is
1: some really like really cool things the AWA did. We'll, we'll get into it in a bit. But.
0: And also the idea of like they basically would do two programs a year. When it came to the world title, which is one guy would chase the champion for a year and then they would flip. is basically the format they did, Ma- only, mainly focused around Nick Bockwinkel. The problem is, is they never freshened that up. But I like the idea of the champion being the champion for a while. Because if he is the champion, you're saying he's the best person in your company. That's how he was able to beat everyone in the company for that belt.
1: Well, that's how it's, – it's really funny, yeah, like you saying uh, the lengthy title reign – that's how uh, Gre- Vern Gagne just said he was the NWA champion because what he did was, in one of the weirdest moves ever, when he starts the AWA he just says Pat O'Connor is the AWA champion and then Pat O'Connor never defends the belt because he's not going to do that because he's with the NWA and then uh, Gagne just goes on television and he's like, well, it looks like the guy was too much of a bitch to face me. Now I'm I'm the champ. Like He forfeits the title to me, which is like, Kinda sounds like an Eric Bischoff Vince McMahon thing. Like that sounds exactly like uh, I'm gonna fight Vince McMahon, and it's like fuck you, you're not.
0: Who do you? Who did Eric Bischoff first work for? What was the first company
1: he worked for? Ooh, Doctor. That's another thing. When you read up on the AWA, which we'll get into. I'm assuming we'll just talk about the AWA after the break, and the first one will be Vern. Vergagna. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he. You look at the roster, and if you don't really look, it's like man. They just fleece the – like, the the AWA was the WWF in the 80s. The big
0: thing that the AWA had, which you never think about,
1: is – Holocaust deniers.
0: Yeah, they were all Holocaust deniers and a load of – a pack of racists.
1: Ooh, Um, (laughs) I mean that's professional.
0: (laughs) Led by drunk mean Gene Okerlund.
1: (laughs) Let me see your tits. Yeah. Hey,
0: hey, hey, you see this hand? I have so much problems with blood flowing swollen
1: <laughs> This is my swollen diabetes head. I can see Mean Gene having having like a huge dick or like a remarkably small one and either way he's showing it to you.
0: Oh you, no, he's the kind of guy you have to ask him to put it away. Like you're like we get it, Gene.
1: You just want attention now. Yeah. Now you're
0: being a show off. It's a flight, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> mean Gene, Bobby the Brain Heeman or Heenan, Hulk Hogan. The yeah. Rockers. I think Larry Zbysko at one point.
1: Zbysko never really went into the Fed. I don't, I don't know why that is. No, I, I would love F- to no, do Yes, he
0: did. He had that amazing feud with Bruno San Martino and it was crazy huge big.
1: Oh, no, no, no. no. I don't mean Zbysko like then. I mean Zbysko like, you know. I mean like post-WWF World world era. Like, Zabesco worked it when it was, like, a territory, when it was Vince uh, Sr.'s territory. Um, uh, but we'll get into this. Uh, uh, so the
0: Chic, he also t- had the Ric Flair, briefly Dusty Rhodes, briefly the Freebirds, briefly um, the Road Warriors. Like, fucking... Yeah,
1: but everyone had the Road Warriors in it. I just mean, like, people they flat out stole. We'll get to that uh, oh, yeah, in a bit. Know. Yeah, um, but Vern uh, Gagne held the AWA world title for seven and a half years seven and a half years of the same old man and like i said before on this i understand like if you own a company why wouldn't you want to be the world champion because who can you trust with your belt but you right like it's territories like i'm the american wrestling association world champion because I signed I'm, the fucking checks, and so I've I'm the only one I know is going to be here.
0: Yeah. It's the same reason why Triple H is usually somewhere close to the WrestleMania main yeah. event. Because they're like, listen, we're not going to look at his pee for drugs, and we know he'll show up.
1: Yeah. And John Cena's like that, too. Yeah. Where it's like, the fact that John Cena still wrestles, to me, is insane. Like, I'm like, why? He must, like, there's going to be a lot of smart marks with egg on their face when it's like, Oh, you mean John Cena like liked this more than anyone else? You, you know mean, what I mean? Yeah, you mean John Cena, who
0: is a better actor than The Rock, and I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, oh, he is. He is a ooh. That I wouldn't t- say that at all. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler movie where they're the the crazy sisters and they have to like throw a house party and all that sort of stuff, which I watched on an airplane, which was way better than anyone would have led you to believe. I quite frankly, really. You know what? I fucking i I highly recommend it.
1: I'll tell you this, guys. I love a sleeper comedy. I'm oh. going to be watching this later. You, d- I love sleeper comedy. You
0: and the missus, you'll have a great time. And I'll tell you who shows up. John Cena's in it playing a drug dealer. Of course, John Cena shows up. In a, uh, playing a drug dealer. And you don't really recognize him for the first bit. Hell of an acting job.
1: <laughs> How can you not recognize a cement block?
0: That's the thing. That's why it's so impressive. You're like, holy fuck. Like, you recognize him within about five minutes. But for the, it's usually when a wrestler's in a movie, you're like, the Great Kali, get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> Here's a movie, if you didn't see it, then I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil the end for you. Uh, but Stepdads, with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, it's pretty much just Will Ferrell killing Mark Wahlberg. As far as like, oh, he runs circle around him, but then at the end of the movie, John Cena shows up, and me and another guy in the theater just went, chain gang! <laughs> 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 and everyone was very annoyed. Because why not? Why wouldn't you yell chain gang? Any comedy thing I ever win, I thank The Chain Gang, first and foremost.
0: Anytime I ever see John Cena in a movie, I just go, I can, I can see you, John! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, acting class? I don't know. It's pretty much basic thugonomics. Everybody. Get,
0: get the fuck out of my house. Get um, the,
1: get the, get the, get the fuck out. Nine-time AWA world champion. That's that crazy. All right, yeah, sorry. Uh, his uh, one of the longest title reigns in wrestling history... Um, seven years and three months. He loses the belt to Nick Bockwinkel, and who then his he, best friend, by the way, Everyone and then he, who he trades it back with until his company turns into cinders.
0: <laughs> yeah, you need to also remember it, Nick Bockwinkel was his best friend, and the other person that they almost put the belt on in the '80s was Hulk Hogan. Here's a couple of reasons why they didn't do it. Uh gay, one, gay, gay, they were gay. One, he did not. Um, like that Hogan would go to Japan because Hogan still and to this day apparently still makes a shit ton of money from just going to Japan and they're like yeah. oh,
1: Ichiban uh. <laughs> that's so funny though because Hogan the weird thi- it's kind of a weird thing if Hogan I don't know why I'm talking about this but if Hogan would have just used his Japanese finishing move he would still like his Japanese finishing move was just a clothesline like ex Obama <laughs> Racism Yeah. Um, um,
0: that the Rocky Three thing that he refused to promote it in the same way that Vince McMahon would, and he also refused to put the belt on him, even though Hulk Hogan was printing Hulkamania t-shirts. Um,
1: hand over fist. And, uh, yeah, uh, Ganya demanded a bunch of his money. Yeah, he demanded about 50%. Like, it's a crazy amount of money for all that. The
0: other thing with it is, is Vern is also an old-school guy, and for him, Nick Bockwinkle is your perfect old-school champion, which is you've never put the belt on on someone who's a babyface because it's easier to program someone to get the crowd behind who could be an underdog to go after the heel champion than having a babyface champion and then a cadre of heels if you don't believe me look at the wwf in the late 80s and early 90s it was a fucking pain in the ass for them to find someone that could intimidate hogan which is why they had to keep coming up with like it's the boston strangler he raped brooke hogan like (laughs) 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 like it's a fat man. It's yeah. a fatter man. Like, it's just, that's... that's w-
1: The pool of... But that was a, a kind of a golden time in a weird way because the pool of people who were getting into pro wrestling and, like, the generally accepted athleticism of a pro wrestler were... The pool was much bigger because it was like, I hurt my knee playing football. I guess I'm in this pro wrestling business. And uh, that was, of course, before, like... It was of course before UFC. Uh it was of course before like just more NFL teams. Mm. Another thing. Like if you just jack like turn down the like the amount of NFL teams by like ten like five or ten teams, then you've got you don't think about it, but you've got like a shit ton of wrestlers. Yeah. You got over 200 people who are just yoked up looking for a job. If the CFL and, like, closes, we're yeah. getting
0: eight guys named Lip Lackler or whatever
1: the fuck in TNA. Because that's what Roman Reigns is, man. He's just a fucking beautiful pro wrestler. And he was a wonderful football player. And he's a passionate lover. <laughs> he's none of
0: those things. Now, um, Vern, all right, yeah, I just, just want to say. Sh- just go on to show Vern Gagne is so old school that when Hulk Hogan was challenging against the Iron Sheik for the WWF title. He told the sheik to break his leg in the middle of the ring and would have given him a hundred thousand dollars to do it, um, and that has been confirmed by everyone apparently. And they're like, "Yep, yeah, he offered him the money because like, he was so upset Hulk Hogan left. He knew that that was the beginning of the end of his company because he knew the star that Hogan could have been, but still played the old school promoter card and fucking. But lost it's just it. weird
1: for me. It's weird. I mean, yeah, we're saying talk about the AWA and then just talking about it now, but it's weird to me. But like ap- apparently the deal he was like. Uh, Hogan was like, "I want to stay or something," and then he was like, "Yeah, you can stay. I get fifty percent of like." He was not. No, 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 no. It wasn't he wasn't giving stay. him any merch.
0: It wasn't to stay. It was, do you want the belt? If you want the belt, this is what I get. Yeah. To show that you half can, of
1: your fucking merch in I Japan,
0: can tr- I can trust you. Which I don't a hundred percent see Vern's side, but I see a portion of it, which is I'm going from putting the belt on my best friend to putting it on to this guy who's a Hollywood guy in the end. He's been in Rocky Three, all that sort of stuff.
1: It's Yeah, it's bizarre because it's like, I don't trust this guy who proved to be untrustworthy. Yeah. So it's a bizarrely like good and bad decision at the same time.
0: But the other issue, and it, and look back on Vern, is Vern, again, is not someone who's going to acclimatize to the time in the same way that if you look at his wrestling style. He wrestled the same way from probably the... It's a very amateur-based style, and wrestling changed. And that, I think, is the biggest flaw with him. And also his utter refusal to let other wrestlers coming up adapt with him they all will talk about how there were some great aspects to Vern Ghani, but they will also all bring up the fact that he was difficult to work with, it was his way or the highway, he did not care. He also
1: retired at 55 years old as the world champion. Yeah, he retired with his belt. He retired with his belt. like It's the thing where the first five years, because if you look at Vern Ghani's age, he retired at 55, 11 years into the AWA existing, so he's 44 when the AWA first starts, it totally, like from a storyline perspective, it's totally, of course, great to have yourself be the champion for the first three years, but then you got to lose. You're you 47. Can't. Like, there was a. Uh, I watched a Vern G- Like, uh, watching Vern Gagne's squash matches was just like, oh, this granddad can kind of move. Yeah. Like, he has, like. And if you guys think Ric Flair looked weird on TV without a shirt on. Watch a Vern Gagne match from 1979. He does a headlock takeover, and then his body keeps moving for the rest of the match. What? Like with one motion, the motion of him doing a headlock takeover, his skin is still feeling it for four minutes, and then he's doing other moves, and it's just like, it's just like a guy with bugs on it, but is with bugs on him, but his bugs are his, is his skin. Like he's so flabby and uh, hard to look
0: at. Remember this, everyone. Fritz Von Erich wrestled in a t-shirt. Basically, from the early seventies yeah. onward, because he was aware that it. Nui papi, No nomas. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> Vern Gagne, he looks bad when he's wearing an orange uh, button-up shirt getting in the ring during the Nick Bockwinkel Hulk Hogan schmas that led to Hulk Hogan leaving the company. Like he's yeah. just, he's an arrogant guy. The way he wrestles, you can show that it shows a lack of depth and talent. The way he tried to push his son, the way he also trained wrestling. No,
1: it doesn't show. A, I I I gotta disagree. It doesn't show a lack of depth. Uh, in talent for the time he was relevant this man this man started wrestling don't this man started wrestling shut up shut up this guy started wrestling pre-korean war (laughs) i agree but that's pre-korean war he wrestled
0: up until 1979 the really good guys adapt and for example look at fucking steve austin steve austin starts a very 80s wrestler he's drop kicking all that sort of stuff And through injuries and also through self-awareness, he adapts into a very hardcore brawling style that they don't even do anymore. Look at AJ Styles. AJ Styles is another one who goes from a very high-flying, like super high-spot, unique, basically created what they're doing in NXT and ROH now in TNA through the X Division. And has transitioned into a much more matte, interesting, groundwork style that's going to become the way of the future as WWE tries to rebrand themselves into a realistic company so they can compete with the UFC. Mark my words. Yeah, but... That's what I'm saying. And that's the problem with Vern Gagne is Vern Gagne absolutely refuses ever to adapt or would hold his talent back and allow them to adapt. Your point, that is wrong, by the way.
1: No. I just think it's not bad to learn one style of a thing and then never change it. If the thing works, and there's a lot of people who never change their style, but I I don't think think about b- Giant Baba. The problem is, uh, yeah. Think about Giant Baba. Everyone, close your eyes Everyone and think, think about Giant Baba. I imagine that And if you don't know what Giant Baba is, you think it's a baby bottle that's really big, and then I'm happy too. <laughs> um, it's a Giant Baba. You uh, want my Baba? Uh, oh, that's both. Burn. Um, No, I think Vern Gaudio, the thing that Vern Gaudio made everyone hate him for is the thing that was probably a very smart business decision, putting the damn belt on himself for a million years and never doing what Giant Baba did, which was just like, oh, I can't move anymore, comedy tag team, so I'm the opening match, so everyone's like, oh shit, that guy, oh, I'm glad to see that guy win, and it doesn't really matter, Um, versus like, nope, I'm 48 years old, I'm going an hour with a 23-year-old does it look ridiculous? No, because I'm a mat wrestler, goddammit. I wear Earth, a suit and a tie, and I kiss girls right on their goddamn lips, <laughs> and you better be certain I'm married. Yeah. What are we having for dinner? Well, it's Thursday. That's pot roast night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I would believe Vern Gagne ate eggs and pot roast, and if you asked him what a vegetable was, he would slap you <laughs> in your goddamn mouth.
0: Hey, Vern, what's a carrot? You mean that Irishman who lives on my block who doesn't use his goddamn lawnmower correctly?
1: <laughs> I don't need anything shaped like a penis. Yeah. I you would never Bert do that. You know
0: Bergogna is very critical of people's lawn maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this mick down here doesn't even know what he's <laughs> <with a goddamn laughs> yeah, oo- yeah, yeah. whacker.
1: That, um, that's like, are, we're a mutual friend, Monty. I don't know if you ever heard this. His dad is, uh, he's Guyanese and Scottish, which yeah. is an odd combination, um, you would think. But his dad- The best combination. But his dad still refers to Wayne. His dad is so old that he still refers to Wayne Gretzky as the Polak. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> By the way, his
0: dad is also—he uh, is so diabetic.
1: Yeah, he just drinks maple syrup. Yeah, he
0: uh, th- occasionally would be found drinking maple syrup,
1: <laughs> and his mom is just like, "I told you to stop drinking maple syrup. Get off my ass." <laughs> it's just
0: the thing with. Oh God, the uh, uh, We could literally compile. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go into a break in a second. Sweet. I'm just gonna say this about Bonnie Scott. If one of our many fans could go through our episodes and just so compile many fans. the various Monty Scott clips, that would be great. Let me just leave you on this point about Vergagna and his Can I elect Protocol. a fan?
1: What? Fan number 16,026. No.
0: 69,026. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 um, but his style not adapting. I think Giant Baba did the right thing, which is yeah, he's still in the car. People remember, like old school times of like, yay, Giant Baba. But yeah, then exactly. he go on to the modern thing. Vern refused to do that. Always looked ridiculous, and then he replaced it by pushing his best friend and his son. His son couldn't get it done in the ring. And his fucking best friend was fine, but a little bit better, but still not that versatile. In a time when he was competing against the NWA and the WWF, who had Hulk Hogan on one side and Ric Flair on the other, two of the most charismatic. Well, and it's also like it's ever, also for deep rosters.
1: I understandable, but uh oh yeah, we'll go to the break after this. But I'm just saying that Bachwinkle was amazing. He was just a he was a third best, and B he's kind of like. If you watch wrestling passively, uh, he's a worse version of Ric Flair.
0: Yeah. He Also, if you... Were like, he's
1: cocky, bleach blonde hair heel, but he's not, like, the next level of that. Where yeah. Where it's like, he's, he's still doing, like, the 70s thing where he's, like, I use big words, hate me. People yeah. are like, no. I know what you're thinking. Do I go to the gym? No. Too busy smooching my wife. <laughs> I smoke cigarettes and that's how I stay skinny. Yeah. What was that noise? That was my heart. It came from your feet. That's where (laughs) I keep it now. (laughs) It's all one thing now. Yeah. All right. uh, We're going to go into a break, and you guys don't fast forward because we have the important same message we play every week. Yeah. Bye-bye. Don't take your dick out. I mean, do. I mean, yeah. Here's my dick. Hello, this is Dylan God and John Hastings. And sorry
0: to interrupt Dylan God
1: and John Hastings
0: from talking about wrestling. But right now we need to ask you
2: to rate,
1: subscribe, and review the Wrestler Review on iTunes. It really helps us out. We do this podcast for free. We have, we've been so lazy we haven't even set up one of those PayPal things.
0: Not only that, we won't set up PayPal things because wrestling fans have integrity. Almost and no pay- money. And no money. No fucking mm-hmm. money. But what we do have... Is uh, existence on this plane. So please let us know that you're out there. Email us at wrestlerreview at gmail.com. Like us on Twitter, The Wrestler Review. Follow us on Instagram,
1: it's at wrestlerreview on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And um, now back to an episode that's going incredibly well.
1: Ooh, what a break. Oh my God, it's been literally five years.
0: Everyone wants to know is Varn dead? He is. Now, let's talk about the AWA. <laughs> Uh <laughs> AWA gave us a lot of... Vern Gagne, it's Asshole August, and Vern Gagne is an asshole, everyone. But here's the thing. He is not as big of an asshole as Vince McMahon, who literally made it his life's mission to destroy Vern Gagne at a certain point. Because Vince, originally, his plan was, I'll just buy the AWA, and then I will control wrestling on the entire northern part of the um, country. And that'll give me an amazing toehold into taking down the nwa also it will give me access to espn because Vern was not a fool he got on espn when it first started and i know a lot of you're going but that's legitimate sports it's not like wrestling's ever been on espn now they're now reporting on it on sports center which i'm not the biggest sports fan which is so embarrassing
1: i think it's great i like it i like it i like it a lot i think uh here's the other thing about espn like oh we're reporting on wrestling now this sucks there's like seven ESPNs, and they need content. Oh, I. And the other thing is, ESPN, uh, just uh, they lost a ton of money, and every TV network is losing a ton of money. And wrestling is kind of uh, is super cheap programming. Always has been in that they'll produce their own show since it is a live show. Yeah, they'll produce their own show, and they get like a lot of eyeballs, even if those eyeballs are weirdos and teys. Yeah. So, it may just make sense to have wrestling. Plus, they have the coach there. It's crazy that Jonathan Coachman is back in wrestling. Like, just, if you told, like, oh, wrestling's going to be on ASPN, I'd be like... Oh, sweet, they report on it. Oh, man, maybe wrestling's getting bigger. Jonathan Coachman does it. Like, ugh, oh, it's all ruined, y'all. Yeah. You ruined it all. Is not like
0: Jim Rome is commenting on it. He's not being like, welcome to the jungle. All right, we got Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar. What do you have to say? Smash, smash, smash. Okay, good, good, good. good. We got Fandango. We got Kalisto. Oh, no, Fandango was on the Opie. The, uh, Fandango, the Opie and Anthony got- show got obsessed with him for, like, weeks. <laughs> really? Yeah, they thought it was so funny to the point that they went to WrestleMania just to see him wrestle, and they were like, "No!" They got so upset when he wrestled. They're like, "No, no, 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 no!" They just wanted him to dance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, once up, one of my friends uh, had to start transcribing, and he was watching wrestling for the first time, and he's like, "I really enjoy that there's a character who just loves to dance, and everyone hates him for it. <laughs> like, he just really likes dancing. All his only fault is that he loves to dance, and everyone's like." Nah fucking fandango. Yeah. I hate this. Fandango. Bon fandango. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that. he was a, he fucking great. They didn't uh, they can give they didn't give that man enough cheese off his pretzel, you know they what I mean? That's didn't. not a that's not a his phrase. pretzel.
0: Still got chunks
1: of salt and you know what? It's good for licking. Now, let's get back to it. Nom mm. nom 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 nom. Yeah, the AWA uh was seceded from the NWA in 1960 as we discover we discussed uh and then not a lot of hap- not a lot happened for seven years, uh, because what Vern Gagne did is he got a double waist lock, and then you blinked, and you were out of high school, yeah, uh, <laughs> because
0: it was a ta- it was it was the
1: big it was the big territory that was in the north that
0: wasn't WWWF, but yeah, it was
1: a very big territory. But
0: from all the research, it wasn't like you really liked going and a there. Great name. Oh. Hell yeah. The one thing, though, it had a lot of local stars that never left. It had Dick the Bruiser. It had the Crusher. It had Baron Von Rashti. It had Mad Dog Vashon.
1: Yeah, that's br- an all-star lineup. Which
0: brings me to one of the problems that they would have a lot is that Mad Dog Vashon, bit of a boozer. Really? And they had to. They would travel a lot by private jet because you needed to move the guys around and you'd also have to keep them separate constantly. Yes. So you'd always have the heels and the faces on different jets. Yes. Or you'd put them on the same jet but you'd have it private so people couldn't tell. And one day, Mad Dog Bashan got fucked up and opened the door of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He, the only reason why they didn't crash and die is because the pilot um, was uber safe. And in those days, you could have the option of putting breakaway chains on it so that the door would remain yeah, chained. Yeah, yeah. And he had... That's great. So the the, the door was open, playing open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and what he was apparently was drunk, just yelling. And
1: we to open the plane. <laughs> there here you go. No, that's that's a Mad Dog Machon now.
0: He was yelling at the fucking sky. Come on,
1: it's a the pleen. Uh, that's really good.
0: By the way, Mad Dog Machon is the more also just dabbled. Uh, also, the plane. Pat Patterson was a lot of times in um, the AWA. He would come in with his partner Ray Stevens. On again, off again, but also did not get along with Vern Gagne, which I think also leads to the Vince McMahon feud because they were best friends.
1: Well, it's probably he didn't get along with Vern Gagne because Pat Patterson was like, I'm a gay. (laughs) And Vern Gagne was like, don't care for that. I don't know what that is, but it (laughs) makes me angry.
0: Gay isn't happy, right? I'm happy as well, but in a reasonable sense for a man. What the goddamn shit are
1: you doing eating a banana?
0: (laughs) What the fuck is that? What's that orange thing in your hand? It's an orange. So it's like an orange baseball? No, it's food. You eat baseballs, get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> baseball's America. You can't get in America. Excuse
0: me, excuse me, excuse me. Are you saying that you're having a dessert that isn't an ice cream cone? That's the only dessert I accept. You eat it once a year on the fourth of July while you're watching fireworks, and if anyone blinks during the fireworks, you physically fight them. <laughs> I used to have two sons. You wanna have him to the first
1: one? He blinked during the fireworks, and I fucking killed him. Double waist lock? Then he died. (laughs) Double waist lock. We got an exciting title match here. He's got a double waist lock. I'll just take a six-hour nap and Vernal have pinned this guy.
0: The thing I also would like to bring up is that the physiques of the
1: AWA were by and far. I will say this, though. AWA, they didn't have absolutely everybody with this, but I do miss this about pro wrestling, and this existed up until, I think, 2000. Out of shape dudes who just look fucking mean. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that
0: Dog Vachon is the best example of like. Yeah, There's exactly. There's no way this guy can do a push up, but I'm fucking terrified.
1: Well, because now wrestlers like you look at a guy like Braun Strowman, who has every single thing you should need. He to, doesn't look to that be, scary. But he doesn't look scary because you can just tell this guy just likes probably working out, and he's probably like a just a relaxed guy. Yeah.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Braun.
1: Because people aren't like wrestlers aren't straight up carnies anymore. There's like, there's a uh, institution to it. Like the WWE has, and that's great, but they've created an institution to it. And if you create an institution, there's like a couple things that happen with that, where everything's more safe and people and the w- w- wider range of performers because like people from like middle class backgrounds will start doing it. Yeah. But the other thing you lose is you lose Mad Dog Vashon, carnies. Who will go into a bar and uh, pop someone's eye out like it's fucking uh, like it's a bottle cap? Yeah, the kind of guy who used to try and bite through the ring ropes. The kind of
0: guy that yeah. didn't like his son, so he made his son get into wrestling, and then showed up at his training sessions and would yell, "Break his leg, break his leg,"
1: <laughs> and who loved his beautiful daughter, <laughs> who is one of the most underrated performers in the history of professional Luna wrestling. Shana. Also, did you know she died? That really bummed me out. I could see it. I didn't. What do you think she died of? headbutts. She just headbutted everyone until she was like, my head's mush now. No, it was those veins
0: on the side of her head she didn't get them looked at and they consumed her.
1: (laughs) 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 It is weird. She was the first time I've
0: ever seen a handsome woman.
1: Uh, She's also the first person to do that shave the side of your head thing that all girls do now. That's right, bitches. Y'all be Luna Vashan. Yeah. Y'all be fucking Bam Bam Bigelow. How easy would it be for every... I wish... How attracted would you be if you went to a party and the girl had that shaved side of the head thing, and then for Halloween she just drew the veins on and was like, I'm Luna vishan Would you just start coming? <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't have stopped. Would you be... Oh! Tenny loads. Oh, I think I came eight times and made one regular load. That would be you talking. No, it would not. Yes, it would. Because
0: all I'd be doing was going, uh-oh, uh-oh. And then they'd be like, oh, is that a, the sound of an avalanche? And I went, in a way, and then everyone would just be wet and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Who wants my fat loads? Everyone. Loads. <laughs> yeah, he did have a moratorium on... Uh, a moratorium. I don't know what that word means. I just tried to use it. Um, Here's the scary thing. He had all the guys. It actually, like,
0: I think, worked based on what you're about to say.
1: He all had. He had all the guys who was just like out of shape. Not all the guys, but he had a lot of the good guys who were like out of shape and uh, mean looking.
0: Looks like a fucking
1: an Uber driver not wearing a shirt. Like he's so
0: <laughs> not an athlete. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, Baron von Raschke. I never understood the Baron von Raschke thing. And the other thing is, they did that thing. <laughs> where you he was such a good heel for so long that he would turn into a babyface, obviously. But Baron Von Raske just was a Nazi, and goose-stepped everyone would be like, yeah, the goose-step. Yeah, but he didn't do
0: the Zig Heil. He would just instead do the claw motion.
1: Ah, oh, Christ. Uh, and
0: by the way, Baron Von Rashti was just a ripoff of Fritz von Erich, which is also why him and Vern Ganya stopped talking, because Fritz was like, could you not uh, steal my character? And he was like, who is this? This isn't Baron von Rashti, who's the only German I know. I'm Vern Gagne. Time for missionary sex only once a week, honestly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I understand. Like, I don't know, man. You stole my character. You mean Nazis? Yeah. And all they're stealing this. Apparently, they stole my character and used it in actual Germany from 1939. 1945, there was some kind of conflict over my character. That's what a good heel does. He creates world wars. Um, How do you steal something before you come up with it? I wonder that every day. Anyway, now I have to go grind my son's self-esteem to the point where they all commit suicide.
0: Ta! They didn't all commit suicide. They all had massive drug problems, and that led to their deaths, obviously. Anyway, uh, Vern gets offered by Vince McMahon to sell his company to him so Vince McMahon could have a fucking stronghold in the North and take down the NWA. Vern says... I don't think so. You won't beat me in a physical battle, therefore we have no deal. Uh, you
1: can't do a And for to some hold. reason,
0: Vince McMahon, who was really nice to every other promoter, by the way. Like, Stu Hart, who was just an asshole in Calgary. Vince went out of the way and he gave all of his kids jobs. Like, all of the Hart brothers were on the payroll for a certain point.
1: Yeah, but that's if you go along with his shit.
0: Even still, the deal he offered Vince... Because I watched the AWA documentary and like the deal is not... He's like, I own everything. And they're like, no, I don't think so. And he was like, tough then. And like even Vince goes like, I I overreacted with Vern and I shouldn't have done that. Because they were like, he was just mean and aggressive and it was
1: very unkind. Yeah, but thing about... Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's more of a hostility thing with Vern because... If you're nice to Vern, it really comes out... Like, make no mistake, they completely fleece the AWA as we talked about. Like, here are the people that immediately left the AWA with Hogan. Mean Gene Oakland, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Adrian Adonis, Ken Patera, Jim Brunzel, Dave Schultz, Wendy Richter, and Jesse the Body Ventura. And that's not even counting when they start pushing Kurt Henning as the... Like, after Gagne, towards the end of the awa when ganya um is like okay kurt henning has to be our guy mm-hmm. so they start running with kurt henning and then he goes to the fed and they basically pushed kurt they basically pushed kurt henning um kurt henning and uh sorry the rockers and the rockers also left obviously so there you have basically Multi generation of uh, WWF, and I know because you don't really hear about this when you grow up because you just see the ECW influence with the Attitude Era. But that's it sounds weird, but that's the thing that wrestling's missing now. That I think they're starting to do, and why wrestling might pick up again is because now they're starting to do the exact same thing they always have done when they have a big when they have a big good run, which is they just steal from another promotion. <laughs> and now they're just stealing the Super Indie style. Yeah, which is what they should have done, like, 10 goddamn years ago. But, yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, they stole the AWA. They didn't steal the AWA presentation. Like, the AWA did some uh, very, very interesting stuff, such as instant replays. Oh, yes. The instant replays. They had a, a tag title tournament uh they hit sorry a team uh team tournament towards the end of it oh yeah the super the super team tournament yeah the super team tournament which i think is a cool idea
0: it's sort of interesting it was really convoluted if you read the rules that was instigated by a a i just love tournaments a young man who was working for a meat company who then got a job with the awa his name eric bischoff eric bischoff indeed
1: Ooh, a meat company. Was that going in and out of his box?
0: certainly was. (laughs) Uh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff was one of the new hires and went down with the ship as a broadcaster with the AWA and would go on to work for WCW. And if you look at the way that he tackles a lot of... um, Competition, a lot of the product within WCW, you can see the uh, the AWA influence. For I think Vern Gagne, like anyone, tried to pass the torch to his son. That definitely didn't work, cause his son was balder than he was, younger than he was. He also didn't have the ability to keep a lot of the young talent he fostered. The, keep in mind, this is a guy who trained Ken Patera,
1: Ric Flair. He had fucking Ric Flair, <laughs> and let him go. He had a lot of people come through his doors. He had fucking. He was the guy that broke Vader in.
2: Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah he baby was.
1: Baby bull, bull power. I know if you ever seen? If you guys look up baby bull, there's this picture of Vader uh, in a hat that just says baby bull, and uh, he looks legitimately mentally handicapped because uh, that's how Vergani will book you, baby. Yeah, they'll book you. Be a retard. <laughs> be a real mentally handicapped man. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff, like you'll see it with the Kurt Heading feud, is very indicative of why AWA failed in the f- in the last place really is because the best thing that ever happened to Vince McMahon is that he was just a promoter and not also a pro wrestler and he never really lied to himself I mean obviously he has some titles but he always won them like he never wrestled a guy and was like 50-50 with him you know what I mean
0: isn't he a two-time Royal Rumble he
1: won the Rumble he's won the world title he's won he's an ECW champion in the greatest photo of all time uh, with Vince, when Vince McMahon started wearing a do rag, because he was bald
0: because of the Battle of the Billionaires. Don't so fucking so act like I don't bad. know what I'm talking about.
1: I love hair versus hair angles, just for what the guy ends up wearing after the hair versus hair angle. My personal, oh my I really like the CM Punk one with the mask when.
0: Yeah, and he re- and it, and they make a big deal of when I think the Big Show gets it off of him and he yeah. just freaks out. Yeah. Even Great. though it makes no sense that he would have no hair, because it was like a month after, so it was clearly he shaved his head.
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing. No, because immediately afterwards, it was like, he kind of cut his hair, and then he was so, was he so distraught by the whole thing that he like didn't do anything with his hair? He just kept his hair like in patches and stuff? What were you going to say, sorry? Um, I was just going to say, I always loved the
0: uh, WCCW, um, which was one of the Freebirds, I can't remember. What the fuck was his name? The one that wasn't Terry Gordy or Michael Hayes. The other one. Yeah, uh, that one. They did one where they put hair removal cream on him, and then he would just come to the ring in a football helmet all the
1: time. Wrestling's <laughs> <laughs> missing those like little, little angles. I really, uh, yeah. Did you like the AWA presentation of like the instant replay and all that? Because I that w- was like I, I thought it was a fun way for them to try on the hat of. Try on, John is showing me the picture of Vincent a Durag with the ECW title. So good. Um, it's kind of a good, cool way to try on the hat of what if someone wins. You know what I mean? Where you Clearly. can give a big pop to the people in the house show that night, and then since it's a house show on your TV, you're just like, listen, it's, it's like it seems like he won the title, but under further review, the AWA commission has given the title back to Nick Bockwinkel. And then you can be like, oh, I won the title, I won the title, here's what we need to do, big match, blah, 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 Hogan wins or something like that, which they never did. But it was very indicative of the problem with AWA in the first place was how they pushed Kurt Henning when they tried to give the title, when they had trying on Greg Gagne and Mm. Kurt Henning as a thing, and they did some test runs with Greg as the champion. But still, the main draw of the feud was Larry the Axe Henning and Vern Gagne getting in the ring and slugging it out, which is like... Just take yourself out of the equation, sink or swim. And they still do that. They still do that so much with, like... Oh, my God. Well, Vince... It's almost remarkable now when you go WWE, it's like if a guy isn't a sen- second-generation wrestler. You can't just be like, this guy is related to this guy. It's like, yeah, of course. This is, like, this entire business is just people who knew whose Why fathers Why the fuck were-
0: the McMahons were involved in the invasion angle? I'll never know. Why the fuck is Stephanie McMahon still on television? Like... They what? have authority figures for those programs. You don't need them anymore. They can be Deus Ex Machina characters. And it all goes back to Vince McMahon's belief that he pops ratings every time he appears on television. So he thinks yeah. his kids do the same thing. And it's not fucking true.
1: Yeah. It's fucking annoying. And it's also But that's the thing. That's that goes back to the tale oldest time, which is why everyone, if you're a younger wrestling fan and you don't really know who Vern Ghani is, just look it up because this isn't Unique behavior. No. Promoters have always thought, like, well, what's th- who's the person who's not going to leave with the bag of money in my fucking belt? Me. Me. So Vince can't make himself champion. He can't make Shane champion. People would fucking lose their minds, like, this is bullshit, so what does he do instead? Verbally, his kids get one up on every single character, so they're the alphas.
0: Yeah, and, you know, he faces the Undertaker at a Hell in a Cell with supposed huge stakes and then they just ignore those stakes anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah and then they give the company man the win over the baby over the over the giant Bob Bob, Alright, let's go to best and worst. What's your favorite thing about Vern? His chest. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's just I just like yeah. it. He's got an old man chest and I dig it. I uh I I like it. his early in ring style is really, really good. What do I really like about him though? What's my favorite? Best thing about Vern it's Don- hard. I will say
1: it's hard to have it. Like a, here's my favorite ringtone because I'm gonna say this. I don't Vern, watch in the 50s. This is the best thing about him
0: doesn't give a fuck.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Hulk Hogan, you're selling all the merchandise and popping all my buildings, and they're selling out more than they have sold out in years. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's I correct. feel like you're gonna resi- uh, regret this business decision. Seeing as if the market's fracturing into two nationwide uh, groups, and it's obviously that the third will be squeezed out in a brutal way, and you'll lose a good deal of your fortune. Yeah. Well, that won't be me. That'll be you, though. So get out.
1: <laughs> get the fuck out, Thunder Tits. Nice nickname, Vern. Hello, I refer to myself as a third person.
0: Hello, this is Iron Sheik. I want you to break Hulk Hogan's legs. I don't know if you should trust me. I am the Iron Sheik, the people that everyone in
1: the wrestling business calls the X Factor. Yeah, yeah. Trust you. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, I'll say this. Here's a weird thing. Uh, My favorite thing I'll say about Vern Gagne is his finishing move. The sleeper hold. Oh, God. Still used today. By Roddy And Roddy if you watch 50s wrestling, happened. as I fell in a 50s wrestling hole, uh, I really like the style. Uh, I think, obviously, for now, the matches are too long. Like, I was just thinking about how, like, everyone's like, oh, you'll never go an hour, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, because no one wants that anymore. No. Like, here's the thing. Here's what you could also do in uh, 50s wrestling to help you go an hour. A guy would punch you in the head. And you'd be on the ground for four yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Or just like rest holds was the entire match, but rest holds could also end a match. So everyone believed it. It's like, in the
0: same way that Ric Flair will always talk about they don't go an hour an hour. If you watch a Ric Flair hour-long Broadway, there's a 20-minute sleeper hold in it. And yeah. And two times when the person's in the figure-four leg
1: lock and slowly turning it. Yeah, but you can believe like that could end a match because you would even, and this is just the thing, this is just like the psychology of wrestling and people say this all the time. It's not the psychology of wrestling. It's just storytelling. You need to, like a guy should win a fucking match with a rear chin lock sometimes. Absolutely. I also Like all you need to do is once a year. Once a year you can do, because I think it's kind of, poorly used how good this is such a small thing but john cena is not like the best wrestler in the world but he is really good at that like nine come in the ring yeah like count out spot if you just had someone lose by out every so often have a like a rear chin lock ends the match like maybe the guy who gets his neck worked on and he just taps not
0: only that just once in a while time limits bring
1: back time limits i always like a time limit draw also you just need consequences if you're telling a story you need consequences. Also, shit
0: like cl- you can't punch with a closed fist. So you can do knife edge chops. That's sort of stuff. you have to wrestle. And if you punch with a closed fist, the referee abno- abolishes you. And then that's an opportunity for some shenanigans. You understand? Guys,
1: as he was saying that sentence, John lost all the hair on top of his head. And then he said he wanted 50% of my Japanese merch.
0: I'm not being burned. I'm saying that you want more consequences. There's a bunch of places to put more consequences. For example, also when they don't break a hold, a choke... At the count of five, you disqualify him, and you. Only and I think to that's a that. great.
1: I think that's a great thing that Vern did, my buddy Vern. And I think it would have yeah, Ernest's friend <laughs> Vern. And I think under different circumstances, Vern Gagne. It's funny because people like shoot wrestling fans, like shoot wrestling fans, um, nerds like me and you, kind of like have this version of like Vern Gagne is an asshole. We are doing from asshole August, but in a way, it's like you read this stuff and it's like. It's ROH with more money in and a way the thing. because like ROH be had, both. That p- had the pure title where it was like you can only have a rope break once a match. Good luck. You know,
0: but the thing is, is it's he's an asshole and like he's an asshole who had some great ideas. It was his lack of ability to adapt yeah. to a new style and also his utter refusal of like, you're wrong road warriors. You do not go over the crusher and dick the bruiser. and they're Yeah. Like, yeah, we do. And they're like, No. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, watch what happens. I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think is that one of your uh, the, your worst thing about yeah, Berganya is just, it's just inability to change. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say his body. <laughs> 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 his body is very bad. For the last ten years of his career, he is the most horrible. Like, you watch those matches, you watch matches with, Ver, Ver, like, if you watch someone uninitiated to pro wrestling, and then watch a Vern Gagne squash match, they'll always think Vern Gagne is the jobber, just because he looks like fucking, he's got that, like, half-melted cheese chest.
0: Yeah, he looks like every guy who was in the first match of WCW <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah.
1: Trust me, he's in great shape for a 50-plus-year-old man, and he still has broad shoulders, like, that's a fucking tough old man, but... Don't wear the goddamn trunks. Like Vern wrestle in a fucking signet and yes, suit, fucking it's something. Yeah. Just cover your goddamn no. body up. Do you want to know why you don't wrestle in a signet? Because
0: I wasn't allowed to wrestle in the Olympics because I had to fight that elephant in Biloxi,
1: Mississippi. I just I don't believe that. I I think the early his early career stuff is just all bullshit. Like I think he almost made the Olympic. He was drafted. Like no. He probably like tried up for the Olympics, and they were like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I'll go beat up." Is it? I'm making I'm my Kearney? own Olympics. Then. No, I'm the own Olympics. I'm.
0: Pat O'Connor is the gold medal winner of the Vern Gagne Olympics. <laughs> Pat O'Connor will not return our phone calls and has been dead for two years. I'm the
1: winner now. Um, I will say this. All right, as we're ending the episode, I just want to say, does pro wrestling die ever? Even when you have Alzheimer's. No. No, it's not. Because Gagne in 2009 killed a man named Helmut Gutman. I'm assuming thinking he was Baron Von Raschke. And uh, basically people keep saying he body slammed him to death, uh, but he attacked him. What he did was he pushed him and uh, got on top of him and put him in. A rear goddamn waistlock and the man died. All right. In two now oh. if that doesn't get did that some th- stakes, th- did he actually? To your die? goddamn watching Lethes matches. Hey, how has Triple H for killed anyone with a pedigree? No. Yeah. No. We paralyzed that one guy that sued the company. Mm, that's not murder, though, is it? Guess not. 2009, Vern Gagne proves pro wrestling is a real uh, Japan. So I just want you to know, he was ruled, uh, it was inadmissible, he was the, the homicide uh, was, uh, like he couldn't have committed homicide because he was so riddled with uh, dementia. What, so what did he do? I'll read it verbatim as uh, Thickopedia has it. The attack, which they mentioned, was not a wrestling body slam, happened quickly while the men were at the table. It was more like a push and shove and caused Hellman to fall. Neither man had regulation of the incident. Uh, Gutman died on February 14th. It was officially ruled a homicide. Police announced that Ganya can't be criminally charged. As a result of his dementia, he did not have the uh, capacity to moida.
0: Why was he. What do you mean he was at a table with someone? Like He, he fucking murdered a guy? Ganya
1: picked Gutman up and hurled him to the floor, then broke his hip by pulling back on his body. What do you, how do you pull back on a body, John? Hang on, you're missing a You very connect hands, and you put a waist lock on them. Um,
0: everyone, they—he's missing a very key part of this. Helmut Gutman was a 97-year-old resident of the Bloomin, Bloomington, Minnesota facility. Where I didn't want to mention
1: that because I wanted them to think a man with dementia just beat up <laughs> killed some young no, German so man.
0: Much, no, because it sounds so scary. Neither man had any recollection of the incident. Gutman was admitted to the hospital and died from complications of an injury. The older man's death was officially ruled a homicide on March 29th. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, he killed him. Because shooters never die. (laughs) I'm a shooter of fat loads. Vern Gagne shooter of professional wrestling. So, uh, Wrapping up on that, I would say the best thing about Vern Gagne probably was his uh sweet, sweet waistlock. lock.
0: He also continued to make public appearances up until his death.
1: That would have been must have been amazing.
0: It's like seeing Bobby the Brain Heenan now. I have a question for you, Bobby. Yeah,
1: but that's like, oh my god, it's so brave he's doing this. It's way worse when it's like my son Greg Greg's carting out Vern. Who is who is purple? Get all these desks to the middle of the forest. Oh, I don't know. I'm confused again. Like, it's really sad. Who
0: wants to fuck me? Everyone wants to fuck me.
1: Probably still got hard till the day he died. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Vern Gagne on the Wrestler Review, and you guys have been uh, cool. Let
0: me review this episode. It was fucking great. Welcome
2: to TSN. At this time, my extreme privilege to bring out the man who will always be known as the champ, I don't care who's carrying the belt, the former AWA heavyweight champion, the producer of AWA wrestling, none other than Mr. Vern Gagne. Vern, let's talk AW, right. Let's talk about AWA wrestling.
3: All right, let's do it. What would you like
2: to know? I would like to know uh, who you think the challengers, the top challengers now to Rick Martell are.
3: Well, you've got a multitude of them. I guess you'd have to say the Road Warriors, who are the tag team champions, are certainly in line uh, for that uh, title. you got King Kong Brody, managed by the Sheik. Uh, you've got the fabulous ones, a great, great tag team combination. you got Jim Brunzel and my son Greg Ganya. They're a tag team called the High Flyers. He's been out, as you know, with an injury for some time. Should be back to wrestling soon. I'm referring to my Greg. He was put out of the wrestling by one King Kong Brody, and... We certainly haven't forgot about that, but there are many, many challenges. I'm just talking about American and Canadian people right now, but all over the world uh, there are challenges. Uh, Mr. Saido out of Japan, Mr. Saruta out of Japan, Big Otto Vance from Austria, uh, the European champion. So there are tremendous, Carlos Cologne, Puerto Rico, uh, there's people from all over the world that are certainly leading challengers. And wherever the champ goes, he's got his work cut out for him because those people, that he has to wrestle wherever he goes are their number 1 challengers in that league or that area or that country
2: if anyone in the world knows what rick martell is going through right now you do the travel schedule having to fight nothing but top contenders night after night after night can you describe the grind
3: well it's a it's a grind uh, all right the, the traveling is very very hard and again i repeat myself you're always rushing that top notch or that number 1 man and that's what makes it really really tough you have to be in your toes your conditioning has to be good and you got to be Very, very lucky. Lucky you don't receive an injury that's gonna keep you out from competing. And uh, so the longer you can go without being hurt uh, in wrestling, a lot of times you're wrestling hurt, like you're playing football hurt. And uh, I guess you athletes who are watching, you know what I mean by that, hockey players and so on. You play hurt, and that that's what the champion has to do. No respite out there.
2: Well, there's no one to rest on in the AWA, of course. The professionals are all here in tag team competition now. The Road Warriors, the most devastating tag team I've ever seen in my life. Can anyone beat
3: them? Well, everybody can be beat. There's always somebody around the corner that can beat you. Uh, some, style, uh, some people that maybe get beat a lot will sometimes come along and beat somebody else because their style is such that... The, the people can't cope with it. It's a little bit different, and lo and behold, it surprised the whole world by beating a team such as the Road Warriors. Now, one of those boys is 290 pounds. The other one's are 275. They're very well-conditioned. They're tough. And number one, uh, they're mean. So it is very tough. I would, would like to say something about the quality of wrestling in this AWA, but I guess we're running out of time, not to save that for another time. But thank you, Larry. It's my pleasure being out here. Thank,
2: thank you. you. Vern Gagne on the Sports Network.